Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Did you know you could help support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, and fin. You could also do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash Paddle the letter N in Finn. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your jig order. What's up? Welcome back to the final cast episode. I'm Brad. And I'm Josh. And tonight we're going to be talking about reels, bringing some real action to you guys. So, what's up, Josh? Not much, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I got me a new mic, man. I think I sound pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds really good. Cool. So uh, let's get started, man. What, what do you want to start with? I don't know. You want to start with your spinning reels? My spinning reels. Uh, I think I have, I have two at the moment. I have two spinning and two uh, bait casters. And uh, <clears throat> one spinning reel is a uh, Fluger Purist. Uh, I don't know what series it is. It might be a 35 or a 30. I can't remember. And then the other is a Abu Garcia Revo X. And the, the Purist, I believe, is a 5.2 to 1. And then the the... Revo, I think, is a 6.2 to 1, if I remember correctly. So I <clears throat> I like using those for different applications. That that smaller reel, I like to use my uh, – um, trying to think what rod. I can't remember what rod I have it on. <laughs> it's been too long since I've, like, actually just, like, looked at them and sat there and, you know. But I know for sure the Revo I have on my crankbait rod. I, I like using uh, – crankbaits on uh spinning reels because it just seems a little bit easier a little bit uh um, it's it's it it's kind of hard to cast the crankbait 
in my opinion, on a uh, bait caster. Uh, but that's probably because I'm not using it correctly. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that reel, yeah. I, I really like that reel, the the Revo X. I really like it. But what I like more, I, I like the pure, uh, the Fluger Purist reels more. Have you ever used those? I have not. I've heard a lot of good things about them. You know, there's a lot of guys, especially in the river scene, who kind of not strictly throw spinning gear, but most of the time they are that there's a lot of guys that really like the Fluger products. I mean, especially for the price point and, you know, from what I understand, the prices are good and then they're, they're very, very durable. They hold up well. A lot of these guys have them for a very long time. So. Yeah, that, that's really, that's really one reason why I love those things. I, I I've abused it. I've had this reel for five years now, maybe. And, I mean, it, it's all scratched up. It's all beat up and, I've dunked it in the water a few times. It, you know, a lot of these reels, you dunk them in the water, and it feels like they're all gritty mm-hmm. after, like, a 10-second dunk, you know. Fl- Flugers don't feel like that. Yeah. So that's one of the uh, benefits I like of those. Um, also, I, I don't know if you ever noticed, but uh, do, do you ever look at the bales on uh, spinning reels, like the thickness gauge of the metal? Yeah, of the wire. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed Fluger's is a little bit thicker, and I, I like that a lot better than the other ones because it just feels more durable and tougher, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Compare compare that to a Shimano. Not saying Shimano's bad or anything, but compare that to a Shimano. That's why I pick Fluger over Shimano for right. a spinning reel. Oh, yeah. I have a. I think I have a Shimano... Sienna, maybe it is. Um, it's a green, it's like a dark green one, and that one has like a bad um bale wire in it the wire that helps you know kind of snap it back in the not the not the it does have a thin wire, but the spring that's in there I think that spring's messed up and it messed up fairly quickly. I think I maybe only used it for like four months, and that spring went out, and it was and now it's just sitting there in the garage, and I'm not really. I haven't fixed it yet. I'm sure it would be a kind of a simple fix, but it just doesn't seem to want to stay like locked, locked down. Once you you've cast and you try to pop it down, it keeps wanting to kind of come up on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm not, I've had that problem a few times. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not one of those guys who real you know um, turn the handle to pop those things back in place. That's really bad for your spinning rods. Yeah, you know you should you should manually snap those things back down once you cast. But um, I've never done that with it. It just it kind of went out. You know, it could be just a bad spring or whatever. But it's a it's a big complaint often with spinning spinning outfits. You know, in my opinion, that tend to be on the cheaper side. I think they'll tend to go probably cheaper with the wire uh, mm-hmm. that they use for the you know the springs or whatnot. But I'm the same way though. I kind of like the thicker diameter, um, the uh, bail wire to gather up your line. I, th- I think that is something that I'm, I'm. I have the same exact opinion about it. The thicker ones just to me feel more durable. So, mm-hmm. but right yeah. now, currently, I have uh, a Lose Pro Speed Spin. Um, it was a a newer one. I can't remember what the old kind of higher end uh, spinning rod that Lou's had, they don't have very many. The most of the ones they have are actually on the cheap end. Um, I had a carbon fire, uh, carbon fire one that I think was like 50 or 60 bucks at the time that I bought from Walmart and it was in like the plastic packaging and everything like up on the, on the display. And, um, I actually liked that thing for a little while. It lasted a good, probably two years. And then, it started to act real weird and gritty, like you said, but that was probably a tribute to me setting it down, you know, on a sandy bank line or whatever. But I eventually uh, picked this one up last year. And so far, I, I really, really like it. Uh, Luz isn't really known for their spinning uh, spinning setups yeah. by any means. I mean, that's their highest end one. And I think it was like 130, you know, and th- I mean, that's, pretty expensive you know really for for some people you know if you're a budget-minded fisherman but you know with shimano making the 
the CI4s and that sort of thing, those things run what, 230, something like that, you know, 240 maybe. And, um, you know, I've always heard good things about those, but I just, I haven't been able to bring myself to spend that kind of money on a spinning setup just because I don't use it nearly as much now. Yeah. You know, once, once I got, got it down, throwing bait casters, I've actually gotten more accurate with my bait casters than I am with my spinning setup, which is crazy because I was super like crazy accurate and I could usually throw it fairly far. Like, cause I mean, we used, you know, you and I started out in the rivers and I was carrying one or carrying around one, you know, spinning setup. I didn't like carrying two rods with me down when I was wading in the rivers. Cause I did, uh, I'm notorious for putting stuff on the ground and then walking away and leaving it and forgetting about it. I've done that. Like before. I've, yeah, dude, I haven't done that with any rods and reels, but I have done that with pliers. I've done it with rulers. Um, you know, um, <laughs> just about everything, man, besides my rods and reels. I mean, I've left bags of plastics on accident, you know, and I feel bad cause I'm not trying to litter by any means, yeah. but, it happens. Yeah, I, I do that with rod socks. Do you really? <laughs> I, I lost two rod socks this year, leaving them on the bank as I was loading up my kayak. <laughs> so, um, uh, I have another spinning reel that I was using before this one. I still have it. I just don't have it uh, hooked up. It kind of needs to be cleaned up a little bit. Um, it's a Cabela's Verano. Uh, Cabela's <laughs> like that's in the store brand, but it's actually a Daiwa real it's just rebrand or re, uh, rebranded as cabela's okay and uh, i really like that one too it was probably it's probably retailed around like 130 but since it was with cabela's they they like to do sales on a lot of stuff you know around christmas time obviously and i think i got that thing for like 90 bucks 85 90 dollars and it's a really nice spinning reel uh, actually in my opinion um but I just, I'm not using it currently. I just said I need to clean it up and get it hooked up again. But I, I only carry one spinning rod with me now on my kayak. I'll carry one spinning rod and four to five bait casters. Yeah. So, what, what do you throw on that uh, spinning rod? Um, usually finesse style baits. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, right now, normally it's what I'm throwing, like any kind of Ned Rig style bait. Yeah. Like the uh, finesse bullets with a little TRD crawls on it. Usually something like lightweight like that. I, I'll um, I throw a wacky rig worm on it, you know, something like that. But everything that's on the light side, too light to bait cast with. Yeah, so I'd something be, with a slower ratio you like to throw for that finesse presentation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it. This thing's only a six two to one, mm-hmm. and um, so. It's funny. It says six two to one high speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not really. You, you, you mentioned you mentioned the lose uh, carbon fire. Yeah, that you have that. Um, I had it. I don't think that I have it anymore. I'm. It might be out in the garage. It might even be. Oh yeah, it's right over there in a the corner. It's on an <laughs> old ugly stick. Oh okay. How do you yeah. feel about that reel? Because I was looking at one of those one time. It's it's. You're going to pay for what you get kind of thing. You know, yeah. like it's, uh, I don't even know what the cost of it was now, but at the time it was one of their higher end spinning rod mm-hmm. or spinning setups that I, I knew of. But like I said, lose isn't really big in this, the spinning stuff, uh, except they're che- it, it, they make a bunch, but they're really on the cheap side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of seems that Luz is kind of steering in a big direction of making um, combos. You know, you saw the, yeah. Mach, the Mach 2s or the Crushes, and um, they have a new one that I'm really interested in Baycaster-wise, which is the Blackout one. I think it retails around like 270 or something like that. I haven't seen and, that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, ni- a nice setup. I think I might try it out, get one this winter wintertime. Um, they have a 7.5 to one gear ratio and they make a medium and a medium heavy um that that's the only two that i've been able to find so far and i think i might try to get one of those for like a for jigging you know for throwing jigs not throwing like super heavy cover maybe like where i'm kind of out in more open water a little bit where there's where there's light cover not real heavy 
heavy cover, I'd be afraid to maybe snap that rod or something. But I don't know. Because uh, right now the rod that I'm throwing my jig setup on is a medium heavy Fenwick. Mm-hmm. And the reel is a nice reel. But it is, I think, a 6, 8 to 1. And I think I'm having trouble gathering up line to kind of keep keep up with the fish once they pick up that jig. So yeah. it's just a thought. So. Yeah, you need a quicker reel for that. Yeah. I know a lot of guys like to use like 7.2 to 1 or 8.2 to 1, something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think once you get above 8, it's kind of overkill. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a 7.5. I think 7.5 to 1, that blackout from loses. And I'd, uh, I'd like to try it out and see what, it, what it's all about. I mean, it's 280 for the combo. It's going to be a little bit higher end stuff, but not like way over the top, you know? Yeah. So what kind of reel was that uh, on there? Oh, just called blackout? Yeah, I don't know exactly what it, I don't think that it's, um, I don't think that it's one that you specifically buy by yourself. It's like the combo deal. Yeah. So I, not that I've seen it now, I haven't gone and looked in the store at like the lose reels by themselves since it's came out. So it may be out, but I don't think that it is. So it won iCast for its best combo. Oh, really? They won it. Best combo six years in a row now. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's the Team Lose Custom Black Speed Spool combo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that what it is? I think so. It's like 270 or 280 altogether. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that, that looks nice. I'd like to look at that. Yeah. yeah go, going back to that, uh, um, the mention of the bail, I think we should talk a little bit about that because I see a lot of guys just clicking their bail over with the reel, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And they, they tell you not to do that. <clears throat> well, it you, you said, you mentioned that. It uh, came up to, uh, I started thinking about it because my reel, my uh, Revo, I have a hard time clicking it over when I like just from reeling. I have to man- manually shut that thing when I'm using that reel. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, might, it just mentioned. It might. It's What's really that? easy. It's really easy to get um, some sand and grit down into that. Um, usually, yeah. when I've taken apart my spinning rods, it's just that little tiny piece of plastic it's like a panel that sits over it and you it's got one screw in it and yeah. it's right on the outside so if you dunk that thing it's going to get wet so maybe add a little grease to it uh maybe a little a little oil to um the hinge points you know where it kind of where it's screwed in it's got the little hinges try that out mm-hmm. might make it easier but yeah i <laughs> i've always heard the same thing don't don't reel reel that uh bail closed to manually do it so i mean you don't have to worry about backlashes you know obviously with spinning setups they yeah so you know you got you got time to click it and it's just i don't know i think it's just rough on them it it torques it you can even feel Mm -hmm. it like kind of torque kind of weird so yeah you can definitely feel it i yeah you mentioned that and i was like oh yeah i have issues with that on my revo but that Revo, like, it, it feels really nice out of the box, but once you use it after a while and start to get it worn in and stuff, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't like it as much as my Flugers. Yeah. It, it's the more expensive reel, but I, I still like the, I still like the Flugers. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think they both, well, I'm not sure, but I think they both have the 10 bearing system. They might, I don't know, the Revo might have eight. I can't remember exactly, but. That's another big selling point for me for the Flugers. That bearing system, 10, 10, uh, 10 bearings, and they're also like if you don't get all that grit in there and stuff. It, uh, I don't know. It's just, I think it's a perfect spinning reel for the river. Yeah. Well, heck, even for lakes, I mean, I just think it's all around great. You, you, you've never used one? No. But, I mean, with any gear, whether it's, high end or low end gear if you're comfortable with it go with mm-hmm. it you know that's yeah. the 
main thing get comfortable with it you know it may take you a couple purchases but the good thing is is that you can usually sell this stuff you know i keep all my boxes i do too um, i know a lot of people like like it when you still have the boxes for you know, if you're trying to you know sell them after you've well, used them for a while it's so. good to keep them for warranty also because they they always want you to cut out that barcode and send it yep. to them yeah so, yeah i even, do the exact same thing you can even take pictures of it now sometimes too, you know, but yeah. um, I've always been a big, big lose guy. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, when I started fishing, I just picked brands and stuck with it. And so I haven't really ventured out. Like I've never owned a Shimano. Um, mm -hmm. I've had a couple quantums. My favorite spinning reel that I think I ever had was the first nice one that I bought, which was a quantum smoke. And I had that thing mm -hmm. um, for probably about two years, and I got my kayak. And the first time I got my kayak, I lost it. I uh, I uh, I had it sitting like to my side in the little rod tip protectors on the QSHD, and I had one bungee on it. And apparently, I didn't bungee it all the way. And I was paddling, and I clipped the handle of the reel, and it popped that bungee and pulled the rod right out of there and fell into the water. And we right. were over there in Eastwood and the little um, the little lake next to the yeah. big lake. And it's we were close. Lake. To, yeah. we were. You know how it's got tons of wood everywhere, like mm -hmm. about, I don't know, 10 yards from the bank? Yeah. I mean, there's branches everywhere. So we tried to fish that thing out, dude, but, and then my buddy had his fish finder and we're like, dude, that's not going to work. Everything looks like a stick down there and that rod's going to yeah. camo right into it. So I had that on a HMG, Fenwick HMG, and I was pretty sad. It was the first time I ever took that stupid kayak out too, man. I was like, oh, was the first time out in it, first time messing around and I ended up losing a rod and reel into the water. <laughs> It's so, uh, I got a funny story about Eastwood too. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I was probably like four to six years old or something like that. Went, went out on the boat to Eastwood with my dad and I was uh, getting a little impatient because he was rigging up and stuff. Well, I, <clears throat> he likes to say, yeah, you were sitting there and you kept yelling, I want Berkeley trialing on my rod. <laughs> so he was like, all right, give me a second. Gosh. Uh, he he told me to grab. I grabbed his rod and reel. He's like, "All right, hand it to me." He he said, "I looked at him, reached my hand right over the side of the boat, and just dropped it in the water." <laughs> this still comes up to this day. He's like, "You remember that?" I'm like, "Not really, but it's a funny story." <laughs> Man, you were a mean little child, weren't you? I apparently, but the the cool thing was we we fished it out with the anchor, so oh, he got okay. it back. <laughs> but yeah it just reminded me that that's funny <laughs> it is funny um but you know like like we were talking about before you know uh i happen to have just lose stuff so i just buy it you know um mm -hmm. if i like it i like it if not then i'll move on and the spinning setup that i've had has worked fine it you know i like it so i i mean i try to throw it but I've gotten so bad accuracy wise with it. Like, it's unreal how bad I throw a spinning rod now compared to what I used to. Dude, you're, I watch you with your bait caster, man. You're, you're throwing those Kytex and stuff. I'm like, dang, he's good with those. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I, I started throwing those on spinning setups, weightless and dude, I could put that thing wherever I wanted. And now I will more than likely be hung up in the tree yeah. or like, 10 to 15 yards off it's it's crazy how bad i've gotten but i think one reason i got so good and with the bait casters i used to take it to the creek and i, I spent like half the summer with it mm -hmm. and i was throwing in a creek that's not very big and one thing also you know when you wade fish and you're you tend to hook stuff behind you a lot of times. Yeah. Like if you're not paying attention, like the, the weeds on the bank line, um, yeah. I started to kind of get used to avoiding that because, um, 
you know, you get monster backlashes with a bait caster when you do that. When you go to, you hook something you have no idea and you cast with all your might and then you look down and you're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. So, so but, I do, I forgot I do have one, uh, one other combo that I didn't mention. And that is a Abu Garcia Pro Max reel. I think it's like the smallest series. It's a real small spool, but it's not a ultralight. And I paired that on my uh, medium light Abu Garcia rod, six foot ten. That's my finesse rod, and so far I've been impressed with that. That that combo together, that I, I really like that combo. I think I used it the most this year because I really got into using the TRD. Yeah. And uh, excuse me. Yeah, that man. That, I was just impressed with that reel. His forty nine bucks. Yeah. So I there was another have... reel. Yeah. Uh, there was another reel that I checked out in that class also. It's called the Akuma Stratus Four. You ever used one of those? Uh. Uh-uh. I have an uh, Akuma. That's another like nice reel. Yeah, I have a couple. I have other spinning setups. I have one for catfishing. I have an Akuma. I don't know what it what the like model name is, but it's a big one. Um, it's got like the bait runner button on it, like where you can click it open and it keeps the uh, spool free. So when you're catfishing or carp fishing, it can pick up the uh, bait and run with it. It doesn't have tension on it. And then all you have to do is click that down and just like kind of pick up. You don't even have to hook yeah. set with it because it usually hooks, uh, sets a hook on its own. It's, it's cool, you know, for what, when I used to catfish and, um, carp fish for, you know, for a few years in the ponds and lakes and stuff, but I haven't used that thing for probably over like two years. I'd like to get out and try it again, you know, out of the kayak. I think that'd be kind of fun, but Jason's a big, uh, cat, catfish guy. He'll bring you up and catch some. He's way, way more into it. I have like one setup for it. Yeah. That's all you need. I do have one other setup though and i bought like a daiwa that was like a it's a it was a decent um little like reel and i put it on like a little fenwick i don't even remember eagle maybe it's not the nicest of rods it doesn't i i like the rod but the the guides aren't coated they're just straight metal so they kind of yeah. bother me a little bit but I usually use that if I'm going to go catch some bluegill or something like that. I'll take it out if I got Zachary with me in the boat and we want to go catch some bluegill. It's kind of, it's a little bit easier to throw and manage with him in the boat because it's a real short rod. But that's mm-hmm. about, that's about it. The main one I always have is this loose, uh, loose pro speed spin, the spinning, spinning rod or sp- spinning reel. Sorry, but it's nice, you know. Like I said, I don't throw it very often. I should try to throw it more often. Um, I did catch a lot of fish with it in the springtime when the water was real muddy. And I was throwing a TRD one day. And, you know, mm-hmm. I... Uh, I uh, you threw uh, the TRD. I do occasionally. Not, <laughs> not as as frequently as you do, but... You know. Oh, that was only this year, man. Yeah. It's been known to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought you were just a swim bait guy. No. Well, now jigs too. So. Yeah, I, I think I've been throwing the jigs more in the swim baits now. So. That's one thing I need to get into. Uh, I really want to learn how to do the deep jig bite. Yeah. Yep, but, it's fun. So. Uh, how how much was that uh, lose uh, spinning reel you use? Uh, I think I want to say it was like one thirty, something like that. But it's not way crazy. Yeah. That's not bad. I, think I have it on a. Uh, I, I have it. We'll we'll we're gonna do an episode, you guys, over rods. So we'll kind of go over. I'm not gonna give like a lot of opinions on rods. I don't use a wide variety. Actually, I kind of use the same one for the most part. I have a couple that are a step up, but um, everything I throw is on Fenwicks. It's just the same thing I did for reels is I picked a brand and I've stuck with it. I didn't pick it for really any reason. I just went to the store and I was like, mm, eh, you know, those are cool. I'll try these out. They're lighter than what I had. And since, since I've never broke one, I don't think I've broken a Fenwick. I broke once, once, but it was my own fault, you know? So 
I think I shut it in the Jeep door and snapped the, the end of it off. So, <laughs> but that sucks. I've never broke one fishing. Um, I know a lot of guys who have, but, um, but yeah, I throw it on a, a Fenwick. Basically, it's an HMG, but it's called a Silverhawk 2 from mm-hmm. Cabela's. Cabela's has them. Uh, Fenwick made them exclusively for Cabela's, and they're ninety nine bucks. And that's not they bad. go on, yeah, they go on sale all the time. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll buy them sometimes, and I'll buy like two or three of them at a time because they're so cheap when they go on sale. So yeah. But, so has uh, there but, absolutely been a reel that you've not liked and had a lot of issues with? Um. I really didn't like I and I I don't like that Shimano Sienna that that green one I think that's what it is I think it's a Sienna but um, I just I was really disappointed on how quick the bail started acting up on it you know yeah. other than that it's real smooth and it's light it's on the light side it's not super light I, I not compared to the one that I have now but um, I mean, it it's it's decent. A friend of mine had one, and I, he really liked his. So I, I was like, well, you know, I'll go out and get one. And you know, they're fairly on the cheap side, and so I tried it out. And that was kind of when I started during the time when I started building up the arsenal. You know, I started buying more rods and reels at the time, and at and I was like, well, you know, I I think I bought maybe two or three setups that season. I want to say three, and that's kind of why I went cheaper on on the reel. And um, at the time, I still had that Quantum Smoke. So that was like my higher-end one. That was the one I was always throwing all the time, and I bought this one as like a backup. And I ended up actually buying it and putting it on a medium, a medium action rod to throw like crankbaits and moving baits, like spinner baits on. And... Yeah, I don't know if that contributed to why the bail went out because you know if you think about it, when you're throwing a moving bait, you're casting a lot more, you're covering water, and I wonder if just from using that bail so much, clicking it over is what caused the issue compared to what my other one was. My other one, you know, I was throwing like crawl style baits or the swim baits on and that sort of thing because a lot of times when I fish swim baits, I almost I almost fish them sort of like jigs. I'm I'm usually not burning them, so you know I I tend to slow down with those. But I don't know. Like I, there's nothing that I've had besides that one that I was like kind of disappointed in. The lose carbon mm-hmm. fire fire one that I had, even that one that lasted for a while. And um, when it started to go bad, I couldn't really complain too much considering the price of it. You know, because I'm a big believer in you. you you get what you pay for. If you're going to spend the money mm-hmm. on it, you're, you're usually going to get a better product. So, you know, if you buy a 30, 40, $50 reel and it, it lasts this couple of seasons, you, you're probably got your money's worth out of it, you know? Oh yeah. That's exactly how I feel about that Akuma Stratus four that I was talking about earlier. It's a really yeah. nice reel for the money. So if you're a budget fisherman, I, I, I definitely recommend that and, or the figure, uh, Excuse me, Fluger President. Yeah, both, both good budget reels. And I know Fluger, so, um, like a higher end one. What's that one called? I can't remember. The highest. Yeah, uh, they have the President, and then they have one. I think a step above that one. The purest. That's the one I was talking about earlier. That's the one I really like. But I think there's another one. I the Supreme, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supreme. What you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never actually used it, but I I can imagine that that thing's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, and that's it's still probably not, it's not even a crazy price point on that one either. No, I'm actually trying to look it up right now, but my internet's acting up. Uh, but I believe I've seen the uh, baitcaster version of that. But, uh, if I remember correctly, they make baitcasters. Luger? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm, I've always thought they were known for their spinning reels, and that was basically it. They might have one, but... Yeah, for some reason, I, I keep thinking that they have a Baitcaster Supreme reel, but I'm not sure. 
but anyway, yeah, the the, the I, I've used the Purith. I had that for quite a few years. That that was a really good reel. But I had the big forty series. Maybe it was a forty five. Yeah. Too big. <laughs> I tried scaling back. It, yeah. You know, first getting into fishing, you're like, bigger is better. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I scaled down. Know. I'm getting 25s and 30s now. Save more line. Yeah, I stay in Especially. the 2000s. I don't get it in the, the threes. Um, yeah. I think the one I have for catfishing might be a four, but. Yeah. But you want to go. I remember. Bay cast love. Or no, yeah. you go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I remember when I first started, I was I was using those 40 series fluter reels and I was putting 300 yards of braid on there. Thinking back to that, now I'm like, man, that was such a waste of money. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, we can get in the bait casters. All right, dude. Go ahead. So I'm a lose guy when it comes to bait casters. When you said lose, my eyes lit up, man. Because I love the speed spools. Those things are awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What's that? No, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh. Yeah, those speed spools. I, I, I'm a left-handed retrieve, so I get those left-handed speed spools. Uh, 6.8 yeah. to 1, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I use those. I, I have a topwater rod. I use that for my topwater reel. And then I have a jig rod, and I use it for my jig reel, but I, I want to bump it up. And get something we talked about with the higher ratio for jigs. I also yeah. want to get a different rod to pair with that, but we'll get into that in another episode. So that loose reel, man, just like the just like the Fluger, man, you can dunk that thing in the water so many times, and it still works flawless. I don't have yeah. any issues at all with any of those reels. I'm, I'm 100% loose. I think that's all I can say about it. That's how I am with uh, big casters as well, man. I've got several different models um, that I've had. I've kind of, as I've bought them, I've upgraded through them. I think I started out with the, yeah, let me look real quick. The first one I bought was a Laser Pro Speed Spool. I think it was only like $79 or $99. And um, I started out, loved it. Um, one issue that I've always kind of found with lose, especially on the cheaper end, I haven't had it happen on anything that's over 130 yet. Um, yeah. But once in a while, you'll get something weird, like a, one of their small screws will come out. So I'll kind of go over the ones I have and kind of which ones I've had issues with. Um, so I, I've had the Laser Laser Pro Speed Spool SLP. Um, I've had two of the, um, tournament MB speed spools. Those are about 130. Um, mm-hmm. and then I've had just a regular speed spool, uh, fast. And I think that's what I currently have. Uh, one of them, that one of the bait casters I have. And then I got my real nice one last year, or I got two last year. Um, uh, one of them was the tournament pro. And then I also got the uh, Team Lose, like, Magnesium Speed Spool. That one was, like, $280 uh, reel. But because I throw left-handed like you do, mm-hmm. I find killer deals on these things all the time now. Um, oh, yeah. Especially, yeah, I got that thing. It was 280 And I think uh, after tax and everything, it was 150 Something like that it was like sixty five percent off around Christmas time last year. It was about two to three weeks before Christmas. So for any of you that throw left handed, jump on like tackle warehouse or something like during December and scroll through, not just lose but any of them and look up like for left handed reels. Man, they go they go cheap sometimes because mm-hmm. a lot of people still or a lot of people are throwing right handed and so I think they tend to have like overstock of them or something. So they'll they'll sell them dirt cheap. But I also have uh, the Super Duty Speed Spool. It's kind of a, a bigger one. That's kind of what I throw braid on for like uh, frog fishing and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, the Magnesium Reel and my Tournament Pro and that Super Duty have all been good. I haven't had any issues with those. Um, now, the Tournament NB, I think, retails around 130 And then the... Uh, 
like the laser pro and the speed spool are usually around like between anywhere from like 79 to like 110 i think kind of depending on which one each each one of these it's really kind of confusing with blues they use like a lot of the same names and then some of them are just a little yeah. bit like step up better than the other one but not much yeah, but i'm, I've I'm looking at the reels those, online right now yeah it's kind of crazy I, it's a little bit different now i think they've gotten rid of some of them um but when I've had the cheaper ones, it always seems to be that I have some issue with like a small screw. So one time it was a screw that fell off on the tournament MB, and I have this issue with it now. One of the screws that is with the handle is missing. It came out. I almost want to say it's the main screw holding it on, but somehow it got messed up. So my handle is super loose. Like, like abnormally loose and then on the laser uh the laser pro one that that one had a small screw that popped off like and it was the screw that held the cap on for your main um bolt or whatever at like the little thing that goes through the handle into the reel itself that fell out and i couldn't find that because i was in the water when it fell out and that screw mm. was tiny it's just like yeah. weird little things like that so you know, it's just it's like maybe a precaution for people. If you guys are buying stuff like that and you have little screws, maybe try like a little bit of Loctite or something like that. It yeah. might save save you some headache later on. I don't know. It's just at literally like three out of the four cheaper ones that I've had have lost a small screw at some point. Mm. So, Do you ever have to deal with a warranty on some of these reels? I mean, have you ever sent them in? No. No, no. Um, I, I'm curious if they would cover something like that and just send you a new one. Well, I think you know, as far as warranty, I tend not to mess with it. Um, yeah. I just get to be lazy about, it, to be honest with you, dude. I mean, I have all these loose things, right? And every time I buy one, it's got some kind of free thing, and I never send yeah. it in. It's so dumb, but because <laughs> I would probably have like six loose shirts by now, and all this yeah. other loose stuff, and I don't use any of it but i mean yeah. I, I still love their products and i, I kind of look at it this way nobody makes anything perfect i mean so i know that i can be hard on my gear also especially as kayak fishermen we tend to be a little bit harder on our stuff because of i don't think we do it like on purpose it's just when you don't have a boat that you have rod lockers on and all that fancy mm -hmm. stuff like that like a big bass boat that you tend to be pulling your stuff out of the garage, put in the truck, taking out of the truck, Please. sticking the kayak, and you just repeat that over and over and over again. And stuff's going to happen. They're going to bang together. You know, that it, that could all attribute to why I get loose bolts because all that stuff's banging together all the time, you know. I don't know. It's just a thought, but. I have rod lockers on my Bonafide. You do? No, but. The whole hatch. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I mean, oh. that might help you. You know, I know I, I stick mine in the garage and and I take them out and put them back in. And sometimes I lean them just up against the wall. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's, it is what it is. We bank, we all go, oh, yeah. like, when we get out of the river and there's three of us, we're piling all of our crap on top of each other and then untangling yeah. it later or whatever. So uh, I, I know I've had issue with, uh, uh, my Fluger President Limited Edition a few years back, I dropped it on the cement and it just bent the whole thing. So instead <laughs> of being at like a 90 degree to the reel, it was like down at like 7580. So yeah. it bent it down a little bit. But like I said, that was my fault. But I know where yeah. you're coming from. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, so some of the stuff, like my magnesium reel, it's a 7.5 to 1. Uh, it's I should really take that and stick it on the, um, I should flip flop them. So I have a, that nice, I have a tournament pro, which is kind of nice too, but it's a six, eight to one, right? Mm -hmm. But my medium one, which I tend to throw on a, a medium rod because it was what I was throwing was is a seven, five to one. So it can gather up a lot of line kind of quick. I think I should switch them out. Um, cause I throw like, you know, that's why I tend to throw the swim baits on now a lot. 
I'm going to save myself some money right now, Brad. I just thought about it looking at this stuff. Like, huh. So, but, you know, it is, it, you do get what you pay for. The really nice thing about that magnesium, that expensive reel is super light and with a nice light sensitive rod. It's, it's pretty crazy. I, I had to lose TP1 or something like that. I don't know. It wasn't real overpriced rod. It was 130 bucks. And that was what that magnesium was on. And it was super stupid light. I think you got to throw it one day. I, I gave it to mm-hmm. you until asked you what's your opinion on you're like dude this thing's so light and it is yeah, but <laughs> we ended up breaking it on that river trip with justin when we climbed up that hill <laughs> oh yeah the one where i screwed up the take out <laughs> uh it wasn't yeah. your fault we it hooked onto a branch and we didn't notice it and kept moving and it just snapped into three pieces dude, so i swear every time i go fishing with justin something breaks <laughs> <laughs> No. Justin, if you're listening to listening to some, just messing with you, man. I don't really care. <laughs> no. Uh, have you ever used those uh, mock well, one and twos? I have not. Um, I know a lot of I people like either. to buy them because they they gotta have a good price point on them. Also, I've seen where people buy those things in like two, three, or four of them at a time, especially if you're kind of building up an arsenal and you can buy like some different gear ratios and some yeah. different powered rods and that sort of thing. It's not a bad idea to really do when you think about it, but yeah. uh, they look sharp. They're nice. They got some little bit of custom parts on them. Like, you know, they got the foam grips on them and they're oversized and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, so far I haven't thrown one. If I get a combo, I'm going to try that blackout one first, I think. Yeah. I'd uh, like to see that. If you do. Uh, I'm also looking at this uh, Shimano Curato DC. I know a lot of guys use that. You ever touched one yeah. of those? I've not, but I talked to Chris Anderson. He's got a couple yep. of them. And he said that if you know how to throw a baitcaster, that it will actually kind of bother you a little bit. And I'm like, well, that might just be an opinion thing. But, you know, he's like, it's, um, he said they're definitely nice. He likes them, you know, but he's like, um, He's like, I don't really feel that I have a need for it because he's like, I know how to throw a big caster. I don't backlash very often anyways. And, you know, with yeah. that, it was a digital control or whatever it is that is kind of controls your line and everything. So he, he wasn't like super impressed with it, but I don't think he was disappointed by any means with them. So I've never thrown one. Um, the only other baitcaster that I've owned that I've thrown regularly was a Quantum. Oh gosh, what is it? Uh, Octane. No, is a step up above that one, but below the smoke. Mm. I can't remember. Um, oh, I'm not I can't familiar remember. with your products. I bought it off of a buddy from work, and I liked it. Um, it's kind of got the cool sound, you know, to it. The the like the zinc sound too, yeah. yeah. Um, and I threw that thing for a while actually, and became kind of my favorite favorite one. I think when at the time I was throwing like lipless crankbaits with it and that sort of thing. But um, I ended up having some sort of issue with it. It was a it was a used reel. I bought it off a buddy from work, and I think from where I was throwing, I was throwing it in a lot in ponds and like kind of scummy water that spring, and like I think I gummed it up real bad so it like when i look at it i'm like oh thanks disgusting at this point like there's so much like weird like you know that weird scum that green scum that gets on the water sometimes in the springtime when it starts to warm up finally and it coats your line and discolors your line that that stuff build up really 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 bad on that on that reel so um Mm. i think it'd be fine i just need to take it in get it cleaned up i have i have a few rods and reels i'd like to do that with to see if i can kind of get them in good working condition again at least sell them if not use mm-hmm. them you know or no i might not even sell them, man i might like donate them see if like maybe heroes on the water could use them or something of that nature but it's a good idea i was about to say if you ever have a garage sale hit me up <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be the hero on the water uh, uh, uh yeah why not? <laughs> I'll dress now. I'll dress up uh, as a uh, Superman, like they do at the New York Kayak Bass Fishing Trail. 
There you that's go. What, that's what we'll do. <laughs> Let's dress up like turkeys, dude, for the turkey bowl. Dude, that's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> Inflatable turkeys. I'll wear that turkey hat on my head while I'm fishing. That's a good <laughs> idea. I should do that. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking around the idea of Brian, uh, getting me, Brian, and Brock uh, coonskin caps. Because we're the Tri-State Trash Pandas is our team name. Yeah. Yeah. That would be Those funny. old Davy Crockett coonskin yeah, hats. With like, the, with like the little uh, rat tail on the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your brother's in the background. I know. He's ruining the podcast. We're live right now. Everybody yeah. just saw you act like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else with real or not, man. Yeah. Um. What What's your favorite one you have? You'd say spinning or baitcaster or both? Baitcaster. Bait um. Baitcaster is my lose. The speed spool. Come at ninety nine dollars. They're nice. You know, I I've had a couple of them, so. You know, I've 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 had two speed spools, or wait, wait, one of them was the Laser Pro speed spool, I think, mm-hmm. and then the other one was the Tournament MB speed spool, <laughs> and I I'm I've lost three setups. The one was the smoke spinning one that I told the story about a little bit ago. The other two though, I've lo- I've lost one up in like the Troy area in this little lake up there. You know, the one I lost in the Great Miami last year, the year before, and it's from literally I chucked them in the water and not purposely out of a fit of rage or anything like that. But literally, I am notorious for casting and then holding my stuff super light once I've cast. And yeah. both times I ended up somehow like when I went to kind of I cast, I clicked the uh, the reel so when it you know when everything kind of snapped forward the lure did it pulled the rod and reel straight out of my hand into the water i've done this twice and both times it's because my hands were wet and and i'm holding on to it so light that it just right out of my hands and so yeah i've uh i've lost probably a good seven hundred dollars just from stupid mistakes like that you know um but it's kind of funny but uh yeah. one, of my, one of my buddies one time he was like oh dude he started taking his shirt off he's like i'm gonna go and get it and i'm like no no you're not dude it's 55 degrees outside the water is still 40 something it was like early spring i'm Ooh. like i was like um i'm not saving your life today i think you should just stay in the kayak and don't worry about it yeah wow i yeah i can just see your face right now after that happened and like what yeah, the, the the lucky thing was it it wasn't anything super expensive and it all can be replaced, you know. But you know, yeah. I kind of tend to try to not do that anymore. But knowing me, it's eventually going to happen again. I almost lost the expensive one the other day at the river, dude. I only think I told you this. I went down by myself and I went downstream about a mile, and I came back up and it was getting dark. And I told the wife I was getting ready to head home to help with the boys. And I looked down at my kayak and I'm like, I'm missing a rod and reel. And of course, the one that I'm missing is the expensive setup that I have. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And I'm like, well, I remember clipping a tree a little bit with my rods. I bet you it's all the way down there. So I put my boat up, locked it up in the back of the truck, got all my gear out. And that day I had waders on. So I was like, well, I'm weighed down there, dude. I'm not leaving it in the water. And the rivers, you know, at the time, about a few weeks ago, they were so low that I was, I knew I would find it. It was just a matter of getting back down there if that's where it was. Well, needless to say, I decided to stop really close to where I was at. And I walked down on the bank because I was like, well, there's that vegetation right there. And I got out of the boat, walked it up the riffle next to the vegetation. and I look over and it's sitting there in the water and I'm like, thank God, dude, because I was going to be in another good, probably 30 minute wade downstream and another 30 minutes back upstream 
to go get it and i was like and that's not even knowing that it was there for sure you know yeah but it was sitting there like i, I was so lucky man it was funny because there was this guy standing like within 10 yards of it oh, fishing man. yeah and, i mean he could have picked that thing up and stashed it over in the in the trees and i would have never known yeah but it was kind of hard to see it, it was dark out and i happened to have my headlamp on so i saw it right away I mean, it was only sitting in like two inches of water. You could see the water rushing around it and stuff, but I got lucky. So, but the good thing is that reel, you know, I, um, I used it and since then, and there's no issues with it, even though it was in the water like that. So hmm. I thought I for sure it might be gritty or need some oil or something. It probably does. Yeah. It definitely probably needs oil, but it didn't, it, it didn't really affect its performance or anything. So. That's something else we should talk about. I was going to bring that up earlier. Uh, maintenance on reels. Uh, how often do you do it? Usually once per year. Usually I'll... Um, normally I try to break this stuff down when I know I'm kind of done for the season, usually probably in December. Um, usually in December I usually have some vacation time left. It's different this year. I have like one day left. Mm. But if usually I would take the week around christmas off so i would a lot of times during that day like one of those days when the wife she does the same thing so we take days off and we tend to go see movies or hang out do some christmas shopping last minute christmas shopping but one of the days usually i'd break everything down um i probably won't do that this year i'll probably do it a little bit later maybe in january or february probably but Usually I just kind of try to take some of the, I don't mess with my bait casters as much. Like yeah, I'll either. take take them a little bit apart where I know I can put some, some oil in. Like I, from, I think a couple of my nicer lose reels that they've usually come with a bottle of, uh, uh, <clears throat> lose oil. I don't know what it's called, um, specifically, but like speed oil or something cheesy like yeah. that. But, um, you can buy bottles of that stuff and it's, there's all kinds of brands out there but usually i will only break it down those a little bit and then usually mm -hmm. i bust out q-tips q-tips and like dawn dish detergent and mm -hmm. i'll clean up my guides and clean up the reels like you know um just anywhere that i can see the grime build up yeah but the spinning reels, I'll tend to pull those apart and get down to the gears and stuff like that because <clears throat> those things yeah. tend to get easily dirty because they're so open compared to everything else. So, Going back to that plate that uh, covers uh, the part that snaps the bail, do you ever take that off in oil? I have. Oh, yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it's gone horribly wrong. Yep. You ever open it up and it shoots out and you're like, oh, God, where'd that spring go? Yeah. I've lost whole springs and been like, I have yeah. no idea and how to order them. I've taken them into shops before and had them replace it. So, yeah, I did that with my Revo earlier this year because I dropped it in the water and it's acting like that, that grit feeling was in it. Took it all apart and this metal piece fell out. And I was just like, oh crap, where the heck does that go? Yeah. I had to get online, look for the stupid PDF for the instructions to figure out how to put it back together. Uh, well, of course, I cleaned it all out and everything first, and then I put it back together. Finally figured it out. It took me probably 40 minutes. I mean, it was stupid. Yeah. It's <laughs> but, And it's hard to get, get those things to set properly, too. It's not the easiest thing. Yeah, it's not easy at all. I, I think I probably should have just taken it to somebody to fix it, because I don't know if it's completely right or not yet. But... But I, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I use or I uh I clean my reels about once a year, and that's probably right before pre-spawn fishing. I'd say. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It might be sometime over the winter because I, I have fished in December and January and stuff. But I, I'd say it's sometime over the winter or before, right before pre-spawn. I like to yeah. use my my uh, gun cleaning kit. You ever used Hops Gun Oil? Uh. -uh. Yeah, right on the bottle it says for uh excuse me for uh fishing reels so i tried it i cleaned it all out nice and neat i oiled it up and worked great i've heard other guys using uh this stuff called real butter also yeah which i've yeah i to get out there and try 
I have oil, the oil version of that, not the mm-hmm. the butter stuff. It's kind of like almost not a wax, but sort of it's like, like that. Petroleum jelly almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I put the same company also makes it oil, and I've used that. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to mess with that weird petroleum jelly stuff. I was like, nah. Yeah. I'd rather just drop a couple of drops of oil and let it be. I mean, it's just easier to deal with, easier to clean up, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm the same way. My spinning reels, yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll take the spool off and do all that stuff, you know. But um, I don't think it's necessary on my bait casters as much, honestly. I mean, I, I know guys are pretty crazy, about it and they do it once or twice a year, but. I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. That's just me though. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess I just don't I'm not not that I'm not into fishing that much, but you know, I don't I I don't really have the time, I think, to sit down and break everything down like that. I mean, I have a four year old and two year old and <laughs> you know, when yeah. I'm not working or actually fishing, it's usually time spent with them. You know, if I've got if I've got the time I'll do it, but one thing I do try to do a couple times though per season, and I think this kind of helps with my reels uh, from them get not getting as dirty is maybe two to three times over the summertime I will get Q-tips with Dawn and I'll clean my uh, guides out because um, they build idea. up. Yeah, especially especially in the summertime when when the the I don't not the algae but you know the weird crap that gets on the surface of the water everywhere it starts to show up or or the the cotton the cotton wood stuff starts floating around I hate everywhere. That stuff. yeah it's bad around here especially on the stillwater river real bad on that river you ever yeah. notice you always laugh i always laugh at this you're like man it's top water season and you're like yeah supposed to throw top water with the pile of junk that's all over the water everywhere yeah I went by the Stillwater last week, and it literally looked like a river of leaves. It was insane. Yeah, like, that's frustrating too. But it's frustrating too. All right, man. Um, anything else you want to add? I, I was gonna say something, but I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Probably not that important. <laughs> it is what it is. It's pretty all good. Right. Uh, pretty good episode. Talking about reels and all that stuff. So. Cool, man. Yeah, if we uh, as we get new gear, we'll come on and kind of give our opinions about it. I know we kind of blew through some of this stuff, but I mean, you guys kind of get an idea what Brad and I throw. You know, we we're both lose guys for the most part, and you know, um, but it's a good product. Uh, lose is a great bait casting company i know a lot of people like them i know a lot of people that don't like them you know a lot of people are in shimano's or whatnot but like i said uh i'm not going to try to tell anybody to throw lose versus shimano or anything like that um get out there try a couple brands out i just happen to stick with the same brand and i don't know it might because i stuck with the same one maybe it's what's helped me get a little bit better um, throwing them because it was just the same brand and I wasn't switching over and getting different performance from anything. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but you know, um, try some stuff out, try your buddy's stuff out. You know, Brad and I are notorious for switching stuff up, um, on the water just to try it. We did it with our paddles and that sort of thing. So, you know, you might find something, you might like a different brand better. You know, you, you might like something specific. You don't have to buy all the same brand. I know a lot of guys who have like five different brands of reels you know i think brian uses a couple different ones he's got three or i think three or four different brands and real bait casting reels that he throws and you know he's found certain ones that he likes on certain rods and for certain you know certain methods of fishing so you know get out and try it and you know it is what it is so yeah if you guys want to uh Head over to the website. You can see all of the hosts' uh, gear on there as well. So get an idea. Uh, get an idea of what we're all using. Uh, yeah, I there's a. I mean, we're all using a bunch of different stuff. So me and Josh yep. more similar than everybody else. <laughs> so yes, cool, sir. man. That's all we got this week. Uh, I think that's it. 
All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Have a good week. See you next weekend. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catch board. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.